Dive into the hive with Jen and Aaron and catch the buzz. The business buzz. They're sharing your stories of success and inspiration because queen bees and worker bees are always better together and there's enough honey for everybody. Network and thrive. Network and thrive. In the hive. The buzz waterloo. So welcome, Rob Pearlstone from Remax. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks for the invitation. So you're actually our very first guest on the show. I feel honored. You should feel honored. (laughs) I I do. I do. And for those of you wondering, I actually do know Rob Pearlstone. Well, hold on. I I don't mean to cut you off. I want to thank you for throwing for the rose petals on the floor (laughs) for your inaugural guests. You know, I feel I'm being treated like royalty here. This is great. I've got, you know. I've got your assistant here behind me feeding me grapes and fanning me with a large leaf. Yep. So I really feel I really feel special here. Oh, Thank you know, you. we we pull out all the stops I've for you. I noticed, Rob. I noticed. Spare no expense. I'm just I'm waiting on the butler to bring the champagne in. Good, I was gonna say it's you know, it's it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it so, is. Yeah. I'm actually a little surprised when we did your little promo reel on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, we had spoken to Landshark mm-hmm. and Landshark commented on your mm-hmm. little post because you are, I'm pretty sure the biggest purchaser purchaser of Landshark, I think from a from a residence. <laughs> I, I, I am a fan. You have a keg, do you not? I do, yeah. And I'm actually getting the, the door of my fridge wrapped right now in a Margaritaville Landshark theme. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so um how much Landshark do you actually purchase every year? Um well we you know, probably more than I'd like to admit. Um, <laughs> but we do have friends over quite a bit, especially now that the nicer weather's here. We have a pool, so that kind of means that we're hosting a lot. So, uh, you know, I'll probably go through six or seven kegs okay. from oh, May until September. Enough that you, I think you need a, a sponsorship from Landshark. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. 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 What, what exactly is Landshark? Like, can you expand on that a little yeah, bit? Beer. Yeah, it's beer, it's, but yeah, is it it's, like made? It's made by Waterloo Brewing. Okay, so it's local. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It, it, it's, okay, in the states, yes. it's Anheuser Busch, and here uh, Waterloo Brewing brews okay. it for us. And the reason why I love it is because it's a beautiful island style lager. Okay. And it's Jimmy Buffett's the the beer that Jimmy Buffett promotes. Oh, who's, that's I'm a huge Margaritaville Jimmy Buffett guy. Always have been. So. That's great. That literally just sounded like a commercial. You know, I know. Like, this yeah. beautiful island style <laughs> lager. <laughs> just crisp, crisp and refreshing. When it, when it washes down your throat on a warm, sunny day. Yeah, yeah. I, I think any cold beer on a sunny day. Anyways, uh, yes, Landshark should be sending you some money for this. So we'll, we'll I was going to say brought to you by. We'll, we'll get in touch with you, Landshark, after the show. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so yes, so Rob and I know each other uh, pretty well. We he is my realtor. He sold me. Uh, so just for everybody listening, this uh, podcast studio is in my house that uh, I Rob helped me buy mm-hmm. four four years ago four now. Years ago, yeah. 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 And we had gone and looked at like many people. Um, That was sort of the beginning of the crazy market. Um, There were several offers on this house. And when we were looking, I remember sort of the price range that we were looking at. 
And when we bought this house, I was freaking out about what we paid for this price. I was, mm-hmm. for this house, I was so afraid, um, just because it was it was over asking, like yeah. what we paid for this house. And um, and when we when it actually came down to it, I think we only beat the last offer by like a thousand dollars like it was it was it was very close yeah and there was so many offers so like rob you were really um like you were really knowledgeable about the market and that kind of helped you to sort of guide us into um you know deciding what to what was a a good offer to go in on Mm -hmm. and i'll be honest with you we put an offer in on a house before this house (laughs) rob was like (laughs) rob told me you know you're I don't think you're going to get the house for that. Like, I think it's going to go for over and and we need to look at that. And I'm like, no, Rob, (laughs) I'm only willing to pay this much money. Um, And sure enough, we lost the house. So, um, and you know what? Granted, everything works out for a reason. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I uh, was super happy because I love this house so much more than the last one. But it just goes to show like how important uh, professional realtors advices Mm -hmm. and like and you know when you think you know looking at comparables and things like that on your own you're not necessarily really making the best decision no and especially with like so more for myself I'm very much a numbers guy Um, I like looking at numbers I like analyzing them and that really helps in this industry I find because I'm able to see okay so the average you know if this house is priced at is listed for this price well based on what you know, based on the last two weeks of sales in this particular neighborhood, then I can see that the house should sell for 122% over asking sort of thing and kind of go with that. But also when we're dealing with multiple offers, I mean, I, I come from a world where, you know, in in Toronto, um, where at one point, you know, 15 years ago, you would do $10,000 for every offer. So if there were 11 offers and you do $110,000 over asking, um, here it's much different, but uh, and it's not ten thousand dollars over asking. It's much more reasonable. So there are a lot of situations like with like with you guys, Jen, where um, where I find clients of mine are winning bidding wars by very small margins, just because you know if there's six offers and then you know maybe my clients are within the top two, then I'll say, listen, this is where people usually go up x amount of dollars. So let's go up you know, another $1,000, another $500 or $1,500 just to play it safe and just see how that works out for for us. And yeah, and, and with you guys, it worked out. That's yeah, like, really strategy. Yeah, it's yeah. impressive because you don't want to aim too high and then pay way more than you actually needed to to beat out the offer below you. Yeah, I've had situations. I had a listing, um, Jen actually knows this individual. I won't say their name, no, where we had uh, two offers on his house last year. Uh, on their house last year and they were both very similar and one guy said he was willing to improve his offer and he improved his offer by $150,000. Oh, wow. The other person didn't improve their offer. Oops. So it's a situation like that where I'm feeling like, well, okay, it's my, it's my duty to get my clients the most amount of money for their house, which I did. But you feel for these people who are yeah. working with an agent who is just blindly throwing darts at a dartboard with prices on it saying, okay, why don't we just go $150,000 more? And I, and I run into that a lot with um, just with uh, agents who don't spend the time to understand and really analyze things and see, see, see what things are doing. 
Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, you know, um, most real estate agents are given the same training. Yes. A hundred percent we are. And It depends on, sorry, it depends on the brokerage. Some brokerages offer more training than others. Okay. Uh, For me personally, I learn very little from sitting in a classroom, listening to someone speak or watching a video. I'm more... I learn, I learn on the fly and learn on the job. I learn yeah. through experience. That's that's yeah. awesome. So, like, I find that, you know, truthfully, I mean, everywhere I turn, there's an advertisement that a realtor's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it really seems like there's a lot of people that got into real estate during the pandemic. Yep. And I think that that was, you know, something that everybody was really cashing out on. Because prices were so high. Because exactly. prices skyrocketed. Exactly. And people thought, wow, I only, I can, you know, sell three houses and make X amount of dollars and not have to do that much yeah so as a as a a realtor and an established realtor how do you like how do you set yourself apart from the competition um it's a hard question that the way i mean i rely on um just being my genuine self to (laughs) you know like i don't like i don't know how else to put it but just you know just to, to to meet people and and to stand out from other people and to get referrals from friends and clients and people who, I mean, not even friends, people, people at the schoolyard who people just see that, you know, that I'm not a slimy salesman. And unfortunately, there are a lot of those pushy salespeople. I've gone into listing appointments where I go to talk to people about listing their house and they'll say, oh, well, the guy who was here yesterday told me that I could get a million dollars for my house and he's willing to do this and this and this for me. And I'll say, well... That's great that he's telling you a million bucks. He's saying that so we can get the listing. But the fact of the matter is no house in your neighborhood has sold for over $910,000. So I can tell you a high price just to get the deal, just to get just to get the listing. But then I'm going to spend two months with you arguing over why you should lower your list price. So I'm just, I'm honest with people. I show them numbers and, um, and I build a lot of relationships in the region with other agents to the point where they'll come back to me first if I'm in a bidding war saying, listen, Rob, it's you and two other Toronto agents. I know you. I know you You vet your clients really well. I know how you work. I'd, I'd prefer to work with you, so I'm giving you guys the first chance. I think that's huge um, because people can tell when somebody's fake, right? 100%. And, I mean, you can only go so long doing that because people aren't going to refer you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it won't be too long before they crash and burn. So building a relationship... Um, with people is so important and being authentic and honest. Yep. yep. Um, and I've always said, sorry to cut you off. I've yeah, always, I've always said that, you know, I come from, uh, I got into sales as soon as I finished university and I quickly realized that I enjoy sales, but I love the relationship building and development and the relationship management. And that to me has always been, yeah. um, like my strongest suit, like just maintaining those relationships with yeah. people and just, you know, and forming close friendships with most of them. And, yeah, you know. I think that'll make you successful in the long run, more mm-hmm. successful than mm-hmm. somebody who buzzes around and rips people off. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they'll have to move on to the next thing because nobody will want to hire them. Right. Well, I can attest to your um, <clears throat> your relationship building because you throw a mean summer party every year. <laughs> with, and a we, we, with, with a keg. With a keg. And, and karaoke. Yeah. And, wow. and, and Rob yeah. is not afraid yeah. of the microphone. I will no. um, be expecting an invitation to that this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. We, we do. We will have our annual annual uh I, I know you guys can't come to my summer yes. client party this yeah. year but we will have our uh 
our Morkling Stone, our annual Morkling Stone get together. Yeah, uh, we've mashed up our last names to make yeah. a summer party. I might have to buy a house from him just to get an invite. <laughs> and uh, if some boys to men hits the karaoke machine uh-huh. like it did last year, you know, it might then, happen. Then so be it. You it know? might just happen. Go, go, go with the flow. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and Rob is also very well known for if you follow him on social media. How can we find you on Instagram, Rob? Uh, at Rob Pearlstone. On okay. Instagram. Nice, easy. Yep, yep. Um, he is your gem of a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that. You like that? That's that was awesome. that was something that my dad always said growing up. Yeah. Oh, Pearlstone. Oh, I'm a gem, and yeah. I always thought it was cheesy, but yeah. I'm using it. So those things catch on, though. They do. Cheesy things. People they like do. it. It's easy to remember. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Your gem of a realtor, yeah. and he's also a um, wrestling fanatic. I, 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 I dabble. Yeah, I dabble. Do you wrestle or do you I just I do not. Watch? Well, my kids. I throw my kids around. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, you wrestle with real estate. I wrestle. Oh. Rob wrestles with real estate. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a podcast, Jen, it would be called Rob Wrestle Wrestling with Real Estate. I like that. <laughs> well, it yeah. sounds like something could be born right here in this studio. I think right so. This is where I ideas so. come to life. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, really I, I, got, uh, I got introduced to wrestling. Um when I was uh, three years old in 1981, my dad pulled me into the family room to show me some something ridiculous that was going on TV, something some ridiculous match, and I've been hooked since. Yeah, it's so, uh... yeah, <clears throat> I love it. It's funny. It's ridiculous. I know it's scripted. I understand how everything works backstage. I have such an appreciation for what these guys do, and I find it just the storylines hilarious. And yeah, you, I take it with a grain of salt. Have you been sure. to wrestling live? Uh, I've been to one yeah. or two okay. uh, hundred shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. It's not your yeah. first rodeo. Yeah. No, I've been to several shows. Right, yeah, cool. and they're a lot of fun. And yeah, um, the last uh, so this past March, last March, and then uh, March 2019 before the pandemic, we um, I took my son. I took my oldest son. He's 11 now. And we go, and he just had. We just have such a blast. They came to the odd this they year, do. right? Yeah, yeah my do. husband yeah. was supposed to go, but something yeah. came up, and he couldn't go. Right? No, it's it's a. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. And the wrestlers at these at these shows where they're they're not on camera, um, they break character a lot, and they oh, joke cool. around with you, and yeah. And I always like the last three shows we've been to, we've managed to get front row seats at ringside. Oh, wow. So like the guys come, they sign autographs afterwards, and you you yell at them in the ring, and they kind of. You know, they, they, they give it back to you. Like yeah. the bad guys, you, you 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 know, you smack talk the bad guys yeah. in the ring and they'll smack talk back. And like, oh, <laughs> yell at me. I'll, ne- I'll never forget. I'll never forget in 1990, oh, I want to say six or 97. I was You're at, aging yourself I'm here. aging myself. Yeah, I am 45 years old. So um, I was at a show at Cops Coliseum. There were 11 of us and we were sitting in the eighth row on the floor and uh, there was a wrestler named Rocky Maivia who had just changed his name to The Rock. You guys might have heard of him. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I smell what he's cooking. You smell yes, what he's I cooking. Do. And he's sitting there and he's cutting a promo as a bad guy. And he's saying, you know, The Rock looks at his brand new Rolex. And he's, you know, he's talking about all this swag that he's got on. And 
here, here we are. You know, my brother and I start yelling, it's a fake, it's a fake. <laughs> and he looks at us, and I won't say it because I don't want you guys to have to bleep it out, but he told us to F off. And we're like, oh, The Rock told us to F off. And now I'm like, the most successful man in Hollywood told me off. That's pretty cool. That's that, that is pretty, That's cool. pretty cool. That's a show I'd like to watch. That's yeah. a story to tell. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I guess we we don't really want to have to put a a, a parental advisory on this podcast <laughs> for, for a business podcast. We'll keep the f bombs out of there. But yeah, it's funny you, you talked about how like how we know each other. Um, so yeah, not only yeah, not only did it help you guys sell your house, but there was a long period there where um, I mean that was the first time I met you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, went a few years ago because um, I knew Tyler from my university days. Because his cousin, yes. uh, his cousin and I were very close friends, still are, and uh, she used to bring him down, and he'd party with us a few times, and then we spent a few summers together partying up at my cottage up at Wasega, and and uh, yeah, and just clicked and sort of stayed in touch over the years, but lost touch, and then moved to Toronto or moved from Toronto to here uh, seven seven eight years ago, and just reconnected, yeah. And then uh, we brought you back to Toronto. Last year, you did. when Tyler and I got married, yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Tyler and I left our own wedding at around um, I want to say about eight p.m. and because it was kind of like a day wedding, we yeah. we did it was a lot of fun. Um, but Rob, I believe, stayed with my sister and uh, and your mom and my mom, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And Andrea and I, my wife and I, <laughs> stayed on that dance floor until one thirty in the morning. Oh, wow. They closed it down with your yeah. mom and your sister. Yeah, that was that's a good impressive. time. Well, you know what? We had baby. We had a babysitter for our kids. Yes. So that doesn't so, happen often, no. right? No. So when so you get a babysitter, yep, you really you you take, you take advantage. advantage. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. right there with you. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. all the way in Toronto too, right? You, you oh, have yeah. to you have to make it worth it for sure. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, Rob, talk to us a little bit about the market, like right now. What are you mm. seeing? So, like I said earlier, I'm very much a numbers guy. I'm a stats guy. I love the numbers. And um, yeah, so, you know, during the pandemic, what happened with real estate was was the complete opposite of what I felt most agents felt would happen. We really thought things would not crash, but maybe settle down to a more reasonable, you know, prices would settle to a little more reasonable price point and all that. And uh, it was the complete opposite. And I think it was the exodus of people from Toronto coming yeah. here because so many people were working from home. So many companies were foregoing their, their lease renewal on their, uh, you know, $40,000 a year or a month lease yeah. on a building. So people were working from home. People came here and, um, and that just, I mean, just you, Toronto real estate, you can't compete with those prices with people who are selling, you know, um, $1.5 million, 900 square foot semis and coming here with a million dollars cash in their pocket. Yeah. We tried, you know, we tried to get, a. Um... A new build, actually, mm-hmm. and we couldn't get in. It was like the lottery system, mm-hmm. yep. and people were just coming in, and there was too many. You know, they'd have a handful of people mm-hmm. bidding in for them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we we didn't get um, a chance. No, yeah, no, and so uh, so you know, and so th- yeah, so things were getting out of control there. And then last March, um, just with inflation going the way it did, uh, the government stepped in, Bank of Canada stepped in, and started increasing interest rates. And they kept on doing, kept on doing it, and prices started to drop month over month. And finally, inflation is, I think, I don't know if it's at the level where they want it to be, but I know it's dropped more than they anticipated, which is good. 
and uh, and as a result, house prices have dropped. And I mean, year over year, we're like looking on average across all styles of homes at a 19.6% decrease in sale price. Oh, wow. Which is quite significant. I mean, in some house, some housing categories, you're looking at, uh, yeah, just over 20% year over year. Um, so, I mean, people who bought, uh, you know, a detached home last year, um, you know, they're, they're scared because... Um, they couldn't sell it for as much. Well, because prices are down yeah. so much. But I always just say to them, listen, you're not buying a, you're not buying this for a quick flip. Mm-hmm. You're here. This is your forever home. You're going to be here for 15, 20, 25 years. Don't worry. Real estate always bounces back up. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting because we're seeing houses that, uh, you know, people bought a year and a half ago, two years ago for... $800,000 and they rented them out for a year. Maybe they just, because of the way interest rates have gone, they need to increase the rent and they're legally not allowed to increase yeah, it that much. They're stuck. So they have to sell the home and they're selling the house for less money and they're taking a bath on so it. So in that case, is it considered a buyer's market then right now? Um, well, in, in a way, yes, because prices are down, but bidding wars are back. Okay, and interest so, is a little higher. So, uh, and, yeah, yeah. So, okay. it, like month over month, um, you know, we are seeing more sales. Okay. Uh, we are seeing a lot more listings. I mean, there, were, there was a point where we were down to three, four hundred listings. Uh, for March, we're, we were back up to about eight hundred and sixty listings. Um, which you know, I mean, ten years ago we were seeing fifteen hundred listings a month. Uh, so we're down to about half of that, but still, it's as a result of the more listings. There is more inventory for buyers to select from. To choose, yeah. Yeah, which is nice. But the bidding wars, the bidding wars are, we just, in the last few weeks, we've noticed them creep back up. So mm-hmm. I have a question. You were talking about, yeah. <clears throat> like, the, the rental market a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this might have been a rumor that I heard. I'm not sure. But I heard that if, you know, somebody's buying a property that's, um, I think, built in 2018 mm-hmm. or later, mm-hmm. They are not subject to the same rent control mm-hmm. rules as yeah new yeah yep the so that's rent. true I, I, way I, um don't quote me on the year but it might be twenty eighteen or yeah. twenty seventeen but regardless that that is a but thing they they are not those buildings are not subject to rent control so that's pretty scary is, then which is a scary thing for right? for renters to yeah. you know because you could get yeah. into a lease essentially that's you know you're paying two thousand dollars for a, a a one or two bedroom apartment. And a year from now, they mm-hmm. could make that 3500 if they want. Yep. There's no... Yep. I've heard even if you renovate, a new, like say you were renting out your basement and you mm-hmm. renovated it because mm-hmm. it's after 2018, you could do that as well. Mm-hmm. So okay, it's not just that. a brand new build. That, so it's, yeah. it's anybody who's renovated? It could. I, I've heard that if you have an unfinished basement and you finish the basement or you finish the lower level of your yeah. house... And you want to do that? Technically, it's because the permit was pulled. That's scary. What is that about? Is that to protect people who like the um, landlords? Um, like I feel like that might put people I mean, out that, on the street. That's definitely putting the landlords at an advantage. I mean, mm-hmm. we have the landlord and tenant board in yeah. Ontario, and um, you know, I jokingly just call it the tenant protection board because it just <laughs> yes, because exactly because yeah. you know. But at the same time. Um, you know, for every, you know, for every um, undesirable tenant you have, you also have an undesirable landlord and you do have unscrupulous landlords out there who will say, yeah, you know, you're paying 1500 bucks right now. 
your year is up, I want to charge you 2200 because I know I can. Yeah. Yeah. You work with, <clears throat> so you would work with both um, people looking to rent their houses out, mm-hmm. and you, you've helped people that I know um, get apartments or get a house, yep. things like that as yep. well. Yep. So yep. yeah, yep. you're yep. available. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I did uh, my last two deals in um, uh, towards the end of last year. My, my final two deals of the year were uh, two leases, two ho- two homes. One was a middle unit of a triplex, and one was a house not too far from here actually down on Tressler. And a lot of people don't know that you can use a realtor for that. No, I know, I, I know. I no. didn't know that. So yeah. so in that case, would you be working for the landlord and you help them find a tenant or you do both yep. sides? I do both sides. Okay. I do both sides. But okay. yeah, um, yeah. In, the, in those two cases in December, I was working both. I was hired by the landlord Okay. Um, to help them lease their property. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I vet the clients. I do the all the background checks, the employment checks. That's amazing. And that's the advantage. That was one thing, like when we were looking to buy, we wanted to rent out ours, but that mm. was the terrifying part is finding mm-hmm. tenants mm-hmm. and making, you know, doing all that background stuff because I don't have any experience with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's good to know mm-hmm. that you can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I had one client particularly surprised that he, like we were talking about everything, going through all the paperwork. And he said, so, you know, what, like what level of service do you provide? And I say, oh, I do everything. You give me the key, I will take care of everything for you. I would love for you to meet the tenants that mm-hmm. I feel are best suitable uh, for your unit, but if you trust or for your home, but if you trust me, then great, just give me the ball and I'll run with it. I'll call all the employers, I'll call I'll call uh, uh, like all their employment references. Yeah. So that is so handy. Yeah, you know, take like do credit score background checks, yeah. credit scores and all that, just to make sure that they can like I mean we, we were getting people who last year we were getting people who were saying, Listen, I'll give you a year upfront of, uh, of rent and, we'll wow. and and you know and my landlord says oh well, that's great you know we're looking to rent this place for say three thousand bucks a month that's thirty six thirty six thousand wow. dollars right off the bat and I said, but yeah but what happens in a year when they can't pay you yes right for their next yeah exactly so like and these are people who had bad credit you'd be pulling their credit oh, okay. scores and they had horrible credit and yeah you know one of the challenges and i feel for them one of the challenges for uh for tenants especially uh and in this case like for people newer to the country is they don't have credit yes and so how so, do you build that credit yeah so I, i've worked with clients who are new who again who don't have credit and uh i just tell them you know get a few credit cards use them use them a lot yeah. pay them off yeah pay them pay off. them off don't just use them yeah don't just don't just use them but pay off like pay off you know, just because if they see that every month you have a twelve hundred dollar yeah. Mastercard or Visa bill, and you're, able and you're to pay paying it. it off every single time in full, none of this pay the minimum nonsense. Yeah, if you pay it off in full every single time, that's how you build your credit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to know. Good advice. An easy way, an easy way to build your credit at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, bottom line, then, Rob, prices are down. It's a good time. Prices are down, and I feel it's a great time for people to be buying right now. Yeah, I've got a few first-time home buyers who are chomping at the bit now because they realize they see where, where prices are at, and they know that you know things that are selling for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars right now they were selling for a million bucks last year. Amazing. So, and they're willing to say, you know what, I'll take that higher interest mortgage, and um, because I know overall it's. Uh, I'm paying less money. Yeah, I mean, and it would essentially work itself out, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess if you're looking for a realtor, you uh, we've got one right here. You know who to call. Yeah. Your gem you so of a realtor. Your gem of a realtor. <laughs> Rob Pearlstone. I'll 
wrestle every last dime if I'm out of the buyer, if I'm trying to sell your house. I love that. <laughs> I really should get like a, a whole costume. Going. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could just show up as like one of those, uh, what are they called when they wear those? A sumo wrestler? Yeah, they put the thing on their face. Oh, yes, the mask and everything, a little cape. Oh, a luchador. Yes. A luchador <laughs> with a You can just show up. At, you can just have open houses like that and just make people really surprised when they walk in. <laughs> really surprised, maybe slightly uncomfortable. Really scared. Yeah. I don't know. It's a fine balance, right? <laughs> or maybe you could have one at your summer party. We'll there you see. go. We'll see. There you go. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for coming in. We're we're uh, we want to keep it under half an hour. So um, if you need a realtor, make sure you call Rob Pearlstone. Check him out on Instagram. His videos on Instagram are absolutely hilarious. Um, the handle is at Rob Pearlstone. So all one word. Make sure you go check him out. And uh, Rob. Make sure you don't trip on the red carpet on your way out. I, I won't, but if you don't mind, I might sweep up some of these rose petals so I can <laughs> throw them on my office floor when I go home to make to make myself feel as special as I do right you can, now. You can recycle them, right? Thank, Just don't, don't tell your wife where they came I from. I won't, no. Yeah. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for having me. I yes. really appreciate yes. it. I'm, uh, I was so excited when you guys reached out. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me, and I wish you guys so much success with this podcast. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and tune in next time. We're going to be having Joan from... Joanne Gosling. Joanne Gosling from... California Closet. California so Closets. she's a designer. She's going to be in here talking about um, all things custom closets, custom mudrooms. I believe she did a mudroom for Rob. She did my mudroom. Oh, wow. There last, you go. Last January. She did a beautiful job. Yep. So we will be back in a couple of weeks, and we'll see you then. Until then, have a great week, guys. Take care, guys. Thank you.